Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. The day before the big game, so we go all Super Bowl betting for the next hour. Well, almost all hour, I'll explain in a moment. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. So I had to switch things up with the show kind of last minute, and uh, it's for good reason. I think you guys will enjoy this. Uh, If you listen to my night show here on the Score You might be aware from time to time, I check in with my guy, Brandon Robinson, to talk Bears. He's a football coach, Brandon is. He also does a Bears podcast for Windy City Gridiron, just loves talking ball. We go back and forth on a bunch of uh, wagers we make during the season, specifically player props. Uh, So Friday afternoon, I'm on with Lawrence Holmes, like I usually am at one o'clock. And I noticed out of the corner of my eye that a bunch of people were sending me this tweet from B-Rob NFL, Brandon Robinson. Didn't think anything of it figured it was uh, maybe a Super Bowl play of his people asking if I agreed with him. So after my segment with Lawrence, get off the air and I read the tweet. And then all of a sudden Chicago sports, Twitter, Chicago sports radio on fire the rest of the afternoon, thousands and thousands of interactions with this tweet from Brandon Robinson. Here it is. As of 30 minutes ago, the bears have the top offer out for Carson Wentz. Unless another team comes over the top for Wentz, he will be headed to Chicago. Bigger offer than most have expected. Bidding war will do that. That was the tweet from Brandon Robinson. So you see why we had to change things up a little bit this morning here on Early Odds. Brandon Robinson here to explain, and uh, we can go over our favorite Super Bowl bets for tomorrow. We go to the El Pamonte Ford Hotline, El Pamonte Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APFord.com. 
Com. So, Brandon, uh, how was your Friday? Exhausting. Honestly, that, that's that's really the only way to describe it. Because my my day was was busy to begin with, and then my phone was just completely just shattered. Do the Bears still have the top offer for Carson Wentz? Not from my source. From where I stood, the last time I spoke with my source was when I tweeted that. But from what I've heard from other people who I trust is that they still have the top offer. And I just don't think that's changing at all. After your report, the rest of the afternoon and into the evening, there are subsequent reports. Just a lot of different stuff was thrown out there about said offer. What is the Bears offer for Wentz? So from what I understood, they had, and originally they had a second and a couple other picks attached to it. But that was before the Colts came over the top and offered even more. I'm not exactly sure what they offered, but I assume that it was two twos. So I am thinking that the Bears are probably offering right now 20 and future picks, which is probably a third round pick in 2022. Do you think the uh, first round pick, number 20 overall, would be the only one from the 2021 draft? Is that your guess? Uh, if, they, if they added in another pick, it would probably be like a fifth or sixth round pick. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be anything substantial. When I saw your tweet, I was a little surprised uh, for a few reasons. Now, first, uh, when thinking about Philadelphia and the decisions that they were making in the offseason with the coaching staff, it just seemed like their thinking was we made this immense investment into Wentz. We're doing that anyway. So let's see if there's something there. Can we salvage something? So the hiring of head coach Nick Sirianni, Frank Wright guy, seemed like he was brought there to fix Wentz. And if you can't fix Wentz, we've got Hurts here. He's a second-round draft pick. Maybe you can make it work with one of the two guys. But the more I thought about it, that's not the Bears' problem. If the Bears want to go over the top and – maybe overpay or if the Colts want to overpay for Carson Wentz, they can try and do it. They, they could see if the Eagles are willing to budge and say, okay, let's forget this Carson Wentz thing. Uh, we want to add assets for the future. Right. I had always assumed that the bears were going to be in on Wentz. I, I actually thought the, the Eagles were just going to cut their losses with Wentz and, and give them away basically. But the report from Schefter about them potentially keeping him, and then him completely retracting that kind of changed things. But you would think that him saying that Carson Wentz doesn't want to be with the team anymore would mean that his value would go down. But it just seems that his value is only going up and up and up, which is kind of just troubling just based on everything that's happened. There were a lot of reports near the tail end of the season about the relationship between Wentz and Peterson. Then they fired Peterson. And then they bring in a Frank Wright guy. So you could kind of connect the dots to see, okay, they're, they're going to try and make this work with Wentz. What do you know about Wentz's personality and what he's like to deal with? Because Doug Peterson does not seem like he, he's a very tough guy to get along with. He kind of goes with the flow, and uh, he was sick of listening to his bosses by the, by the tail end there. Right. So what I found out recently was that everyone is not apparently aware of how Wentz is acting and they just they they still think that he's this guy from North Dakota that's even kill and all of this 
but when actually he's he's the exact opposite. Like he's he's a complete diva in that locker room who's completely uncoachable under that staff and wants nothing to do with that organization. And if he was anybody else, like say Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson or Cam Newton, you see where I'm going with this, mm-hmm. he would be getting criticized over and over again. I don't think uh, the viewing public has any idea. I think they see him on the field and he was terrible in 2020 and he may seem like a bit of a crybaby at times on the sideline or during games, but uh, yeah, I don't think people think that. Okay. So why do the bears want him? The bears want him. It's because the organization still believes, and I know this for a fact, they still believe that he has generational talent and the fact that he has generational talent and they have a quarterback coach that worked with Wentz, had a great relationship with Wentz, unlike the reports that were out there. And his best years were under John Filippo. They think that they can have some resurgence in his career because really he had an awful year. But when you consider how much distaste he had with the coaching staff and him basically literally doing his own thing on the field, like calling his own plays, calling his own shots, anyone with knowledge about football and how it works, you would expect him to play bad. So they think if they if they can get everything right with him and move forward with the situation, they can get his career back on track. Uh, this is Early Outs, Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest, Brandon Robinson at B-Rob NFL. He had the report yesterday about the Bears, and at the time on Friday afternoon, uh, his source is telling him that the Bears had the top offer to the Eagles for Carson Wentz. A lot of chatter about the Bears and Colts going after Wentz. Uh, Watson, it doesn't seem like that's likely. It doesn't look like Dak's going to be going anywhere. A lot of rumors about Carr. Maybe there's movement with Jimmy G, Matt Ryan possibly going to San Francisco. Carolina got involved in those Stafford talks. They have an eight they're dangling to teams. If they land a QB, are they going to move on from Teddy Bridgewater? A lot of different movement there. Uh, But here we're talking about Carson Wentz. If it's not Watson or Dak, in your opinion, is Wentz the move? The right move or the move that they're going to make? The right move for the Bears. I mean... The right move for the Bears would, would be for them to completely reset. But from their all-in approach, it actually probably is the best move just because, like, a rookie a rookie's not going to get it done for you year one. And you look at – you suddenly look at the other options. Like, if Dak and Watson aren't going to be available for the Bears specifically, there's no better risk-reward than Carson Wentz. And there, there is 100% a ton of risk, but the reward is you're, you're getting a quarterback for basically $25 million a year on a, on a cap hit, and he could end up being your franchise quarterback. That's an uh, important point there. If you're driving around listening to this and you're mad because you're thinking, okay, what are they going to do? Wentz is terrible. Um, listen, the head coach and a general manager – have been put in this position by George and Ted. I wouldn't be mad at the head coach and GM if this is the move the Bears end up making. They are a desperate head coach and GM fighting for their jobs, and they were told that they need to be better than 8-8, eight and eight, and they are also being allowed to select the next quarterback. So if that's the best option, I'll say this. Uh, what they did a year ago with Foles, 
Certainly not this route. So at least they're changing the process a little bit. With Foles, it looked like, let's just get an average quarterback and we'll be okay because we have an elite defense. Like you said, low floor, but a high ceiling still for Wentz. Right, right, right. 100%. From what I understand is they're trying to get Foles out of there with this deal. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Go back home. Yeah. And that probably has to do more with Wentz and basically how he's a diva than it has to do with the cap. Yeah, dude. Hey, diva, go into the locker room. Foles is here too. I'm out. (laughs) With the perception I, I have heard from Wentz there, there's no way that could possibly happen. Yeah. Okay. So you can move Foles. And I guess you could sell that to the Eagles fan base a little bit here hurts. And we've got your Super Bowl hero, Nick Foles back. And if, if we don't like what we see, we're going to work on it from the future. Remember we tanked at the very end to get a higher draft pick. So maybe we'll use a quarterback there. I mean, to be honest, I, I wish, I wish that was my team that was doing that. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> you, you get it. You get a high first round pick and you got potentially another first round pick coming. You still have Jalen hurts you have options like the bears don't really have any options they can't wait wait to the draft and then trade up for a rookie it's not an all-in approach it won't work nope they can't tank if they wanted to they could look at that schedule and see how tough it is and the defense is regressing right now a lot of pressure on sean desai to get some bounce back performances good good thing that eddie goldman should be coming back but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of heat on this team. They need to be better than 8-8. Eight and eight. So good stuff from Brandon Robinson at B-Rob NFL. He's a uh, football coach, does a Bears podcast for Windy City Gridiron. And uh, he had that hot rumor on Friday about the Bears going after Carson Wentz. So, uh, Brandon, let's talk about the big game tomorrow. How about the Super Bowl here? Uh, before we get to the props, I know that is your specialty. But curious if you have anything – on the side or the total, we have Kansas City favored by three, total of 56. Here's my perspective. It's the Super Bowl, so we have hundreds, close to a 1,000 different ways to bet this game. This line is tight. It makes sense. I thought it would be three and a half, but we sit here at three. I think the total is pretty close. If I had to, I'd have a lean on Kansas City and the over, but that is the extremely public play. Every Tampa Bay argument that you can make, I feel like I can combat that with a Kansas City argument with Andy Reid, extra time to prepare, uh, the more explosive weapons on offense. I have the better quarterback. I have the better head coach. I've got the D.C. and Spagnuolo who knows how to get to Brady. He can beat him. Uh, I trust Andy Reid to be able to game plan around the offensive line issues. So I'd have a lean to Kansas City, but I think there are better ways to bet this game. Like, you know me, I stay away from sides, but I actually love the Chiefs in this game. I, I'm really shocked that it's I, – I haven't seen a minus 110, but I'm seeing minus 115s out there. And to me, this just doesn't really make sense. The Chiefs were what, oh, po- minus points three. Bet. My, points bet has a minus 110 for you. Is there a limit on that or (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't try that much money, but it's it's there for you. It's there for you. If you're looking for it. Yeah. The chiefs were what three and a half point favorites at the bucks early. I mean, you could, you could argue that they're still going to be at the bucks, Mm -hmm. but like, this is, this is just a better football team. Like hands down. It's not, it's not relatively close. 
I, I don't understand. Like, this doesn't really make sense. It might just be because the tackles are out and there are a bunch of big bets on the Bucks. It, like, the quarterback comparison here is if the Bucks get down 10, 15, 17 points, like, they're, they're just not coming back. And you say – you talk about it in reverse, the Chiefs could easily come back. I, I don't see a lot of scenarios where, where the Bucks win this game. If the Bucks repeat the performance from the NFC Championship, it is over and it's over early, right? Brady can't turn the ball that much and beat Kansas City. You need to score on almost every drive if you want to hang with them. Absolutely not, which is why everybody should be looking at the alt lines because this mm-hmm. could end up being a blowout. Like I, I could easily see this being a 38-17 score. Easily. No ifs, ands, and buts. Like you can't say that the other way around. Correct. I, I don't I don't know if there's a scenario where the Bucks win by 10 points. That's the one scenario I don't see happening. A Bucks blowout. Close Bucks, close Chiefs, Chiefs in a route. Those are all possible, but I do agree there. Of the prop bets that I like, I'm gonna give my favorite and then uh we'll go over some of yours. The one that really stands out more than the rest to me. And maybe it's because we've seen it over the last four years. Just in this era, the scoring, these two offenses, mentioned a total of 56. You can get the second half to be higher scoring than the first half at minus 105. And it has hit the last four years. I mean, a few years ago, even when there were 34 points in the first half, there were 40 in the second half. Am I missing something, Brandon? The flurry of offense that we're going to see at the end of the game by the team trailing, I just don't see the first half being higher scoring than the second half, and we've had these slow Brady starts in the past. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. I probably like that prop more than I like any of my (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was going to be juiced to like minus 120. It's minus 105 on points bet. I mean, the, the Super Bowl is, is known for a low-scoring first quarter. But, like, the second quarter, there can be a decent amount of points scored, but the, the Chiefs score a lot of points in the second half, and the Bucks could be trailing big and scoring late touchdowns. And the Bucks have been that, a second-half team this year. Right. That, that sounds almost too good to be true. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, good. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you agree with me on this one. Is there one that stands out or, or a couple that you really like? Okay, so while I love the Chiefs, and while I, I said the factor of their tackles being out is relatively minuscule for the game, mm-hmm. from a pressure standpoint, I think Mahomes is going to be pressured quite a bit, and I think it will be somewhat of a factor unless they get up big early. So what I love the most probably is Patrick Mahomes over – interceptions at plus 154. This team pressures the quarterback a lot. I expect plenty of exotic blitzes, and I expect them to stunt a lot. I think these DNs will be completely motivated. Obviously, they're going to be motivated, but they're going to be bringing all their tools to the tool shed to beat these backup tackles. And you're getting plus odds with Shaquille Barrett over 0.5 sacks. And the same thing with JPP, you're getting both of them at plus 120. I I love those as well. Okay. Let me throw the other side at you because I was considering this one because of the price. Brady coming off the three-interception game. He didn't throw any picks the first two playoff games. 
He didn't throw an interception in the uh, majority of regular season games. Brady under a half of interception is plus 140. Any interest? Probably not just because I like the Chiefs so much that the Bucs could be throwing a lot in in the second half. And the Chiefs like to press their corners. So you could see an overthrow by Brady on on one of the fades where the wide receiver is getting pressed. I just think it's too easy for, for Brady to throw a pick in this game. I've heard opinions across the board on this. So the Daryl Williams props all week, the Sharps have been hitting the unders on those. So that's why those numbers keep going down. And some believe that it's going to be all Edwards Alaire there. And so you obviously uh, think that Ronald Jones is going to get more run than most are expecting from Fournette. How do you think it's going to work for both backfields? I think Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are going to split carries, except for in third down situations. Like first and second down are going to be split. But I like the fact that Ronald Jones, that you're getting so, so much odds. And I don't think that she's really going to run the ball that much. But for the Chiefs, I, I, that's the first I'm hearing that the Sharps are getting on the unders. Mm-hmm. Um, for Daryl Williams, I would probably look to jump on the over for receiving yards if it got low enough. I was considering Fournette anytime touchdown at, at plus money. Should I be looking at Ronald Jones because he's plus 225? So I'm on Ronald Jones. I don't know what these are right now. But anytime plus 250, first touchdown, 18 to 1. I think those are way, way too high for how the Bucs use, use their running backs and specifically use their running backs on the goal line because they're basically just running duo. They're running the ball straight up the middle. And he has, what, seven touchdowns this year? I can't get enough of those two. All right, speaking of the Bucks offense, one that I circled, but I got a little nervous the other day because he popped up on the injury report. Uh, I was liking Brate and the connection I've seen with Brady lately. Yeah, I did hit Brate last time out for any time touchdown at plus 400, so they did certainly dropped that number. But the Brate yards is at, in the 29 and a half, 30 and a half range. Any interest? I probably would like that over. Um, definitely would lean towards the over just based on Gronk having a huge game in their last matchup. And that's because the Chiefs play a lot of split safety looks. So there's a lot of room in the middle of the field on that defense. So I definitely, I'll look into that. I, I might actually place that bet very soon. Any other props that we're missing that you find appealing? Uh, I really like Chris Godwin under 77 and a half. And I'm pretty sure you can still find that out. You can still find that out there right now. I, I have no idea why that is so high. It makes no sense. I would assume that it's one of, if not the highest prop he's had this year. Like, I, I don't really know what he's supposed to do with all those broken fingers. Like, Antonio Brown's going to play. Where does 78 yards come from in 90% of the scenarios? Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand why it's so high. It should be closer to 60, probably. Yeah, I was looking actually first touchdown. You mentioned uh, Ronald Jones, 18 to one. You can find Mike Evans and uh, a bookmaker actually mentioned to me, big liability for Evans first touchdown, but he's around 11 to one. Still? Mm-hmm. Wow, you're giving me a couple best. <laughs> <laughs> you you brought me on, but maybe I should have you on. <laughs> I, I like that quite a bit. He's scored the first touchdown at probably, like, what, four or five times this year. 
Um, yep. Getting that at double digits, I mean, especially if you combine that with Ronald Jones, uh, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Are we missing anything? Any MVP bets that you're thinking about or anything else? These are not bets that I've placed, but I believe Honey Badger and Devin White are still very, very, very high. I would have to check on Honey Badger, but I'm definitely going to be looking at placing a Tyron Matthew uh, Super Bowl MVP bet because here's the thing. With the Super Bowl, they literally just want storylines. Yeah. So if, if he has even a decent game, especially with all the liability that's on Patrick Mahomes. I mean, this might be a little cynical me saying that, but he had plus odds early on and everybody jumped on it. So I, I don't, I don't hate Tyron Matthew for MVP at all. I like where your head's at there. And I'll tell you why, because if the bucks win Brady's 10th Super Bowl, they're going to have to put up points. I don't see any way that Brady is not the MVP. Like I had James White at 50 to one when he scored three touchdowns. Okay. And I'm probably still hurting because he didn't get the MVP and they still gave it to Brady unless it's just Shaq Barrett or JPP completely snap a la Von Miller. And Brady's going to be the MVP if the Bucks win. Now, if the Chiefs win, I could see the voters saying, ah, you know what? Let's go somewhere else. Got a little Mahomes fatigue. He got his Super Bowl MVP last year. Let's spread the wealth a little bit. And you're right, Honey Badger has the name value. So maybe there's some players on defense. It would have to be a low-scoring game. Maybe Tyreek has 269 again. He, I mean, he absolutely could. They, <laughs> could. They, have to, they have to come with a better game plan than they did last time. I'm seeing Tyron Matthew at 40-1, to 1, which is far, far too high. Because, I mean, he has to be top five players from the Chiefs like likely to get this. Like These books just want to be punished. <laughs> they want the act. It just it doesn't make sense to me. Well, they're going to be making. Money. They really do. I don't feel but for them at all because they're going to make money on these seven to eight hundred props that they have posted right oh, now. <laughs> They'll be kickoff, the national anthem, everything. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. Brandon, best of luck tomorrow with your bets. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. You as well. Brandon Robinson at B Rob NFL on Twitter. Great follow for all Bears fans. And if you're into betting NFL props, uh, make sure you give him a follow. Next, three more awesome guests in one segment to aid you in your Super Bowl betting. Thanks for listening to Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. One more day, guys. One more day. You're locked into Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score. You'll be able to hear Super Bowl 55 right here tomorrow. So I wanted to bring you some of the most actionable information from a few of our outstanding guests all week on BetQL Daily, 9 a.m. to noon on the Radio.com app. Uh, let's start with local guy turned NFL player turned ESPN analyst Matt Bowen. I asked Matt about this Bucks defense, which loves to blitz, but they're facing a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, who is the best when facing pressure. Well, Joe, I, I don't know how much they're going to blitz, I'll be honest. I mean, if you go back to the Week 12 game, uh, I have the number right here in front of me. You know, Tampa throughout the season had a blitz rate of 38.6. In that Week 12 game, that blitz rate dropped to 24.1%. And now I'm going to go back to the NFC Championship game where they sacked Aaron Rodgers five times. All five of those sacks came off of four-man rushes where they're playing coverage behind him. So do we see a situation because you have – a depleted offensive front for Kansas City right now. 
You have to move Rummers over to the left side now that Eric Fisher is down. Tampa Bay has matchup advantages on the edge with Jason Pierre, Paul, and Shaq Barrett. I think they can isolate those matchups. They can use Sue and Bay inside to occupy two blockers, and then you get the one-on-ones outside where I think they have those advantages to win on the edge. And if you can do that, if you can squeeze Patrick Mahomes in the pocket, then you can play a little bit more coverage. And I don't think we're going to see single high coverage like we saw early in that Week 12 game when Tyreek Hill had a matchup advantage versus Carlton Davis. I think you're going to see quarters. I think you're going to see cover two early in the football game and trying to get home to Mahomes with four-man rush. Yeah, I mean, Matt, honestly, just to piggyback off of that, I, the, the recipe for success and to win for the Bucks is their D-line dominates. I, I, I think they'll blitz even less. I think it'll look a lot like the NFC Championship game. They need their front four to dominate a Chiefs offensive line that just got worse at three spots, has guys working extra. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I'm sure they'll blitz a couple times, just to keep them honest. But I don't envision very much blitz at all. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you, Ross. And, and the type of pressure they might bring is, you know, simulated pressure when they're really only rushing four. You know, because as we've talked about throughout the playoffs, uh, if I'm a defense coordinator, I don't want to send five and six at Mahomes. I really don't. I think that puts you in a negative position, especially at the second and third level of your defense, because Mahomes can see the blitz, he can move. The thing is with that matchup advantage for the Tampa defensive line, I still think Mahomes is the game changer because of his movement traits, because of his elite second reaction ability. We know he's going to move. He moves and plays outside of structure when he doesn't have pressure. But especially in this game, I think that's something very critical to watch is in key game situations, third and seven to ten, inside the red zone, two-minute situations. Can Patrick Mahomes create plays outside of structure when he has to because the pass rush is getting home to him. And we've seen it countless times where he can take over a football game, extend plays, get outside the pocket, throw from any platform, and allow his wide receivers and tight end, who are the best in the National Football League right now, to convert routes and get open and make themselves available at the second and third level. With this Kansas City offense, Matt, we know about what's happened in the playoffs with Kelsey and Tyreek, but what about some of the other guys? How do you think they're going to play it with the backfield? Is it going to be split like it was in the AFC Championship game? And maybe some sleeper options on the outside that are that are going to do something outside of their two main weapons. I think you have to look at Nicole Hardman, right, Joe? Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a key player in this football game because obviously Hardman is not a volume target. We all understand that. But you can manufacture touches for Harden. Fly sweeps, jet sweeps, reverses, screens, shallow drive routes. And he can, he can make an impact in this game with four to five touches. I think it's a player to watch because they will scheme him to try to get him on the edge because Kansas City has the ability to stretch you horizontally as well as vertically because of their team speed. And with that misdirection, they add into it. We saw it in the playoffs in the game against Cleveland when they got Hardman loose on the – you know, the, the fly sweep, and they'll get numbers to the edge, and then that speed takes over. In terms of the backfield, you know, I, I think Kansas City is kind of like the old Patriots teams. When I mean the old Patriots teams, when they were at their best with Tom Brady and the skilled players around them, they can, they can attack you any way they wanted to. You know, if they want to go Berkeley, they can't. They want to throw the ball underneath, they can't. They want to use the running backs and the tight ends of the pass game, they will do that. And if they want to run the football, they will do that all based on what they're getting in terms of the defensive look. We've seen a couple times this year 
especially that Buffalo game earlier in the season when Kansas City said, no, we're going to run the football. You're going to play too deep. You're going to play your safeties off the ball. You're going to give us a light run front. They won't run the ball 40 times. Now, I don't think you're going to see that um, to that extent, but we could see a situation where Edwards, Hilaire, and Williams are getting a lot of volume, a lot of touches in the run game. And off of that, they can throw their RPOs. And RPOs, you guys know, are run-pass options. I think that's another part of this football game as well. If that pass rush is getting home, if those linebackers, White and David at the second level, are cutting off and taking great force angles to the football in the run game, now the RPOs come into play where you're throwing the quick glance routes to Tyreek Hill. You're throwing the quick arrow routes with like a quick flat ball to Travis Kelsey. You're getting the football out of Mahomes' hands. You're allowing your playmakers to create plays in space. ESPN analyst Matt Bowen there doesn't get any better than Matt at breaking down the film this week on BetQL Daily. Want to know how the Super Bowl is being bet? The greatest liability for the books? Where's the sharp money going? Here's PointsBet senior trading member Andy Menino. The money continues to keep coming in on KC. Uh, We opened this line at minus three and a half. It's at minus three now, back in the Chiefs at minus 115. We still have uh, more than three quarters of our tickets and about 90% of our handle on KC right now. Andy, that, that, so at what point do you uh, go back up to three and a half? At this point, I, I don't think we do. Um, when the numbers are this lopsided, this late, uh, you know, 10 days into the lines being out, I don't anticipate this line moving at all. Um, you know, we opened at three and a half and got early sharp action, and uh, that smart money is really uh, informing where the line is at now more than the bulk of bets which we've gotten since. Hmm. So you're not worried about uh, balancing the money. What What's the thinking there? Is it because there is so much more money being bet into other markets? It's one of those things where, you know, we'll have seven, 800 different bet types. Everything's going, uh, you know, every time something happens in the game, it'll help us on one prop and hurt us on another. Um, we'll certainly be rooting for the, bu- the Bucks come Sunday. But, you know, this is where we think the line is. And and at this late stage, all the money in the world probably isn't going to move it. How much do you need the under to get home? Uh, Pretty big. (laughs) Um, About 80% of our bets and and handle is on the over right now. So we'll be rooting for for the Bucs to cover in a a low-scoring, boring game. We talked earlier about how much you need Tampa Bay and you need the under. Big time. But what about the prop bets? Give us a best case scenario for you on some of these prop bets. I mean, it's tricky uh, because, you know, we need we need the Bucks to cover for the side. Uh, but Brady for MVP is a massive liability for us right now. Uh, Mike Evans to be the first touchdown scorer is a massive liability for us right now. Um, so if those two things happen, it's good for us because it means the Bucks played great and and you know we appreciate that there but on the other side uh we're getting hit on those prop bets so it's a, a bit of a balancing act and we w- won't really know how we stand until everything shakes out uh andy menino points bet sportsbook senior trading member here on betql daily all right andy uh can you run down the most popular props I, you mentioned bad result for you brady mvp mike evans first touchdown of the game which props are you taking the most amount of handle on Yep. Uh, so we're getting slammed on Tom Brady rushing yards over a half. 
Uh, we've got that at, at plus 150 right now, um, and it is taking up a tremendous amount of, of action. Uh, Tyreek Hill's receiving yards, we just continue to move the line up. We opened at nine, 91.5 and have continuously moved it up. We're at 93.5 now in his receiving yards. People just keep taking the over there. So, I mean, it's, it's all over the place. Uh, First drive ending in a, in a field goal attempt is another one that's taking up uh, a lopsided amount of action with this many bet types. You know, there's so many things in the field. There's so many angles that betters can take uh, and, and ways to back your opinion that I think it makes the Super Bowl one of the most fun things to bet and gives people uh, a lot of ways to back their opinions and a lot of ways to uh, get a leg up on the, on the book. Points bets. Andy Menino with me on BetQL Daily Live weekdays 9 a.m. to noon on the Radio.com app or simply subscribe to the pod. Uh, this is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, 670 the score. Uh, we do have time for one more clip jammed with more quality information. Pro better Adam Chernoff joined me to discuss his favorite bets for tomorrow. And we started with some Super Bowl betting advice. To say like don't bet it I think is like the popular thing to do when you're like a a specific type of better and you're sort of looking down on other people doing it but like to be realistic everyone listening to the show to all of us everyone like everyone's betting it like you said anyway and so like obviously if you're if you're big into props you're going to find probably more value on props because there's so many of them posted than you will on the full game side or total. But at the same time, when that is said as well, like the prop market within the Super Bowl is highly competitive and there's going to be a handful of people that are shaping the market to how they see fit. And like, you're going to be sort of victim of that if you're playing into it too. So like, I'm not going to say like, don't bet it because it's the game that captures everything. It's not realistic. Everyone's going to bet it anyway. Everyone's going to have a piece. There's ways that if you think about, a game if you like a certain side or you like a certain aspect of the game to play out like there's probably a way that you can find it within the prop markets that may be better than playing the full game side or totals that's something to think about or just think about like if you're looking at a specific matchup how that might impact something else rather than just those two players if a receiver is going to get a lot of targets who does that potentially take away from on the other side? There's a lot of ways to think about it, but everyone's betting it. Everyone's going to have their money in. It's the Super Bowl that happens every single year. So just sort of think about how your handicap is and if there's maybe a better way to play it than you ultimately are. But I'm certainly not going to say not for anyone to bet it. Well, Adam, uh, tell us some that you are waiting for. Maybe you're hoping you get the right number. Are we talking performance props, game props, cross-sport props, or all of the above? Everything for me is on players, and it's really based off of the handicap and how I see the game playing out. Um, I think this game is going to set up for the potential to have a lot of big plays, a lot of points scored in a very competitive game, and I think that the Chiefs overall – are going to have little to no success running the football. And I think that the running back situation for them overall is quite interesting because we've seen it go late in the season from Williams as the feature back to Edwards Hilaire getting back healthier and taking away some of his carries. And so there's a bit of a debate between who's going to get the ball overall, but combined with the fact that I don't think the Chiefs have much success running the football, And I think that they're going to be much more willing to pass 
if they do happen to have a lead, um, then we do see other teams sort of overall on average throughout the season when they're leading. And certainly they're going to be passing more if they're trailing. We know that they're one of the most aggressive teams when trailing. So like that would lead me to believe that any Williams props for number of carries under is a good look yardage under you can find his props for first quarter, first half rushing yards and carries under. I think all of those are good. And then I would also think that from that sort of an example of what I was saying at the start, where if you think one thing to be true, if I think Kansas city is going to struggle, that's a look as well. But if they're going to be struggling to run and I like Williams under, then that would also lead me to like Mahomes attempts over. It's just like another thing where if you think one thing, you can sort of go two or three levels off of it. And that may be the best prop of all the ones that I just mentioned, but those would be uh, a few that I would be looking for on the Kansas city side. And you could also look at Edwards Hilaire uh, total number of carries under as well. All of that this week on BetQL daily on the BetQL audio network, listen via podcast or live weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon on the radio.com app. Adam Chernoff, Andy Menino and Matt Bowen, all there. Up next, we check in with Hawthorne Racecourse's Jim Miller. Follow me on Twitter, at Joe0670, at Joe0670. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. If my math is right now, it's been known to be wrong in the past, but I think we're about 32 hours away from Super Bowl 55 this is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670. The score, heck of an offer. Our friends over at PointsBet, they're calling it the big game goat insurance. You bet on either team to win the NFL title game and get money back up to $50 in free bets if your team loses by 43 points or less. Brady's biggest loss of his college and NFL career was 35 points. Mahomes' largest NFL loss by eight points. Bet on the pregame money line for either team and get your money back up to $50 in free bets if they win or lose by 43 points or less. Can't beat a deal like that. At this time, every single Saturday on Early Odds, we welcome in Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse at Hawthorne Jim. Jim, I know you guys are very busy. First legal Super Bowl in the state of Illinois, so you've got to be excited with uh, multiple locations open. Yeah, and that's the thing, Joe. We're the, we're the only place that has multiple retail outlets open. So we have Hawthorne Racecourse open and available now, along with our Crestwood OTB. And I'll tell you, we get to treat this kind of like we do for the Kentucky Derby. We know what the crowds are for the Derby. It's the biggest race every year. People come in, place their wagers, and then go home and watch the race. We're expecting similar for the big game here, because you're looking at the possibility of people wanting to come in all day long, place those wagers and watch from the comfort of their home. So you have multiple locations to do so. We're going to be staffed up and we're going to make it as easy as possible for everyone. I'll tell you what, I always tell people to shop around at various books, but when you do go to points bet, what you see on the spread, you're not going to find stuff like that. My favorite prop of the week, it's minus 105 on both sides instead of minus 110 on both sides. Big difference between 10 cents and 20 cents juice. The no juice offers are something that we've seen throughout the uh, course of, of just the offerings that PointsBet has. And you see it pop up. And when you have so many different options, Joe, you really need the shop to price. We talked about, is it going to stay at minus three? Is it going to go to three and a half? The difference between minus 110 and 105 is huge, especially if you're playing a substantial amount of money. This is the biggest sporting event. The most money's coming in here. It is going to make a big difference for those shopping their odds. 
All right, Jim, what are you thinking as far as this weekend? I, I know you probably don't want to get too nuts, but it's hard. It's the last football game of the season, and the offerings at PointsBet, they have seven to 800 different kinds of wagers available. Well, and that's the thing. So many wagers available. And then the coolest thing about it with the points betting option, you can kind of name your wager there. Then you have the name your wager option as well, where you can send a tweet to them and ask them to price any type of option. The things that I love, Joe, you have the multipliers. There were two multipliers I was looking at. Tom Brady's passing yards times touchdowns. The over was 729. I think that's going to go over. (laughs) But then on the opposite side, Travis Kelsey's receiving yards times the touchdown was over 114. Kelsey could do that in just receiving yards alone. So those were a couple multipliers I was looking at. I love KC. I think they're going to win by double digits. But because of that, I think it's a high-scoring game. So there's so many different ways to play this game. I think if Kansas City actually gets the opening kick, which means they're probably losing the coin toss, and they go down and march down for a score, I think that sets the tone for the game. So I'm really hoping KC loses that toss, gets the ball first, scores early on, and then I think you have your best chance of hitting that over. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Tampa Bay is going to take the ball to start. If Casey wins the toss, they're definitely going to defer. They do that all the time. Now, Tampa Bay, they switch it up. The last couple of coin tosses they've won, they've decided to take the football. Maybe they do the same thing in this matchup. Even though Brady has had those slow starts, try to get out to a lead and uh, get Casey chasing early. Because if they go down, Tampa Bay goes down, it's ball game. Jim, I know you like the Chiefs. I know you like a, a multiplier out there. Any other prop, even if it's uh, even money, doesn't have to be a long shot that you really love. Well, you know what? And we talked about this last week. My MVP and my long shot MVP was McCall Hardman. Now, for him to win MVP, he has to do something special. So my prop for this week, and it's something special through points, but it's called Devin Hester's House Call Super Boost. Any kick to be returned for a touchdown, you get plus 1,700, 17 to 1 odds on that. Now, you think about it, earlier on in the playoffs, Tampa Bay gave up a kick return to New Orleans that was called back for a score, but you have some people that might be able to open things up a little bit here in the return game. If that happens, that's the prop I'm going to take my shot at. Our friend Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse. Jim, talk to you next week right here on Early Odds. All right, you got it. Thanks, Joe. Good luck. If you miss Matt Bowen, Adam Chernoff, the points bet bookmaker, or Brandon Robinson with the latest on his red-hot Carson Wentz to the Bears rumor earlier in the hour, no biggie. You can use the rewind feature on the Radio.com app to go back or subscribe to the Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski podcast, and it will be posted shortly. The most important thing about tomorrow's Super Bowl, have fun. We haven't had a lot of that over the last year. Also, don't put yourself in a position where a bad read on the game will give you a lot of losses and ruin your entire football season of betting. We'll break down all of the betting wins and losses on my live radio.com podcast on Monday morning. BetQL daily weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon. So listen live on the radio.com app or subscribe to the podcast and listen at your convenience. BetQL daily at BetQL daily on Twitter. I'm at Joe 0670 on Twitter. Inside the clubhouse is next and the boys are sure to cover that Trevor Bauer bombshell from Friday. My name is Joe Ostrowski. Best of luck with your bets and talk later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.